To God be the glory for great things he has done and greater things he will do. Welcome, 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 my Lord Senator, the one and the only authentic Senator of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, overseas and abroad. I see you there. You are welcome. How are you? How is the family? And uh, to the rest of you that are there, but I can see you, I want to welcome you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a brand new day, a glorious day. The day the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. A brand new month, a brand new everything. This is why the Word of God says, The steadfastness of the Lord never ceases. They are new every morning. 
Thank God for the newness of the steadfastness of the Lord that we enjoy every day. And this is why we need to hold on to the word of God that says, the steadfastness of the Lord never sees it. They are new every morning. So once again, you are welcome. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, this is Prayer the Word Ministries, and you are welcome to our Digital Sunday Fellowship, which is happening right now digitally to the glory of God the Father. Thank God for technology. Uh, for, I think, since last Sunday, last Sunday we started looking into the Scripture for some answer. And what is the question? The question is, why the Word of God. And we first established this in the scripture, book of Colos uh, yeah, Colossians 3.16, which says, let the word of Christ dwell in you. So why? Why? And we began to proceed further, looking into the scripture for answers. And uh, the conclusion of the matter is, the word of God created everything. Everything answered to the word of God. And we see this in the book of John, John chapter 1. And we proceeded further in the book of John that eventually we see that the word became flesh and dwell among us. So everything we are, we ought to do, we will be, is only going to be by the word of God. Because it is by the word of God that everything is established and nothing else. God established the world by the word. And this is why when we spread the word of God here and there in the book of Acts, it says, and the word grew mightily. So we have a part to play on the face of the earth in terms of spreading the word of God so that at the end of the day, we will also see the word of God growing mightily. So we want to proceed further. Today, by the grace of God, why the word of God? What is the word of God saying? You know, the, the Bible is full of everything. Name it. You want to talk about love, go into the Bible. Uh, how many days ago I was looking at the word? You know what? Let's just quickly go there. Let's go to, let's go to the book of... Uh, uh, Corinthians. Let's go to the book of Corinthians. This is what I was looking at uh, just a few days ago about love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to start reading from the beginning. But once I get to the very place that uh, shocked me, like somebody will say, I will let you know. He says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others. I'm reading New Living Translation, by the way. I will only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plan and possessed all, all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Now, verse 4. This is where I want you to begin to take note. Love is patient, law and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. Now, let's all, let us all look at this. See, this is why the word of God is the ultimate. We, I'm just showing you this, that this is what I was looking at a few days ago. So by the time we get to verse 4 of the book of Corinthians 13, it says, love is patient. Now, the question I need to ask myself and you need to ask yourself is, how patient are you? How patient am I? Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. 
it does not demand its own way now let's begin to analyze love does not demand its own way it is not irritable so you if you walk in love you live in love before anything can irritate you hey it takes ages it doesn't even happen and it keeps no record of being wrong now this is where I pause and I began to look. There are many of us on the face of the earth as Christians can boldly raise our hand that yes, I'm walking in love and I keep no record of being wrong. That yes, you did this yesterday. Yes, you did that yesterday. Five years ago, this is what you have done. And when you look at this, I began to put this into my own system and I put it into my environment. I didn't even go further out. My life, my home, my system, my environment. I will look at some of the things somebody has done some times ago and I began to judge myself upon this world. I look at my, my wife that yes, she has done this a uh, few days ago, I look at this and say, oh, yes, she has done that. Oh, he has done this. But the Bible says, love, keep no record of being wrong. So there is no book of, uh, there is no record, no accountability of, oh, yes, I can recollect five years ago. I can recollect two years ago. Oh, yesterday you did this. Yesterday you did that. Two days ago. And I look inward of me. And I, I feel like, yes, I, I, I had clothes on, but I feel like I'm naked. And I began to plead before Elohim. See, this is why we have the word of God. Check and balance the weight. It keeps no record of being wronged. No record, no record, no record of being wronged wrong i love my wife but do i keep record of being wrong i love my husband do i keep record of being wrong oh three years ago this is what you have done we keep all this record now let's now look at the ultimate love christ jesus and god the father if they were to sit down and began to keep record of all our wrongs that we have wronged god the father the son Are we still going to be alive? Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that are yea and amen. We give you praise because of the life that is in your word, because of the light that is in your word, because the word became flesh. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see your word. Thank you, Lord, for the heart to embrace your word and begin to run with it. Thank you, Lord, for the power that is in your word that is refining us day by day, washing us day by day, so that we will then become the image that you want us to be. For this, we are grateful. Lord, we are going into your word. We ask again, Lord, for that teachable spirit, that heart that will embrace your word, that heart that will receive your word, that heart that will run in accordance with your word. Lord, this is our desire. This is our cry. We are helpless, Lord, without your word. And so we pray that today your word will strengthen every feeble knees. Your word will strengthen every heart that is weak. Lord, your word we healed. Wherever we need healing in our hearts, Lord, your word we healed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's go into the scripture. Once again, I welcome you. Let's go into the scripture. Let's start with the book of... Um, uh, we are still looking at the word of God. Why the word of God? Like I said, we started last week, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Why? 
Why the word of God? Why must the word of God dwell in me richly? And this is what we are looking at. Let's start with um uh let's start with the book of Psalm. Let's start with the book of Psalm. The book of Psalm, Psalm 19. I think we checked that last week too, but we didn't go further into details of the book of Psalm, Psalm 19. Let's see what the book of Psalm 19 says about the word of God. Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Are you there? Psalm 19. And I'm going to start from verse 7. Psalm 19 from verse 7. It says, The instruction of the Lord are perfect. You can also establish this in the book of uh, Peter. It says, Looking into the law of liberty. Now, when you look at instruction, law, uh, uh, command, it is still referring to the same thing. We were able to establish this in the book of Psalm 119. And I believe by God we will also get there today. But if we don't, maybe next week we will get there. So you will see how three or four uh, 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 ways that the word of God is presented to us. For example, if you go into the book of Joshua, when God began to address Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now I want you to take the role of leadership concerning these people. But this is what I'm going to ask you to do diligently. This book of the law should not depart. So he's talking about the word of God. That let the word of God not depart out of your mouth. But for that to happen, you have to sit down and meditate in the word of God day and night. And then you will make your way prosperous. That is the word of God. God specifically told Joshua this. He didn't say miracle should be paramount in your mouth. No, it's the word of God, the law that the Bible called the law of liberty in the book of Peter. And now the book of Psalm is saying the instruction of the Lord are perfect. How did we know this? Let's look at it again. The instruction of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. So without the word of God, our soul can never be revived. What was the prayer of David? Creating me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O God. When you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, theologians or Bible scholars make us to realize that there was a gap of three to 400 years of silence that they did not hear God speak. That's trouble. How can you be a father and you don't speak to your children? Or how can you be a child and you are not hearing from your father? So it can go either way that that son or that daughter has abandoned the father completely and decided not to hear God. Or God has chosen to be quiet because of the lifestyle that the children are living. After warning and warning and warning and warning and warning. Now, the book of Psalm is telling us that the instruction of the Lord are perfect. Did we hear this? Instruction of the Lord, which is the word of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Yeah, you want to be revived. Get your head into the word of God. Get your spirit into the word of God. Get your body into the word of God. And as you feed on the word of God, the Bible says the word of God is perfect, reviving the soul. Let's look at this in another translation in the next 10 seconds, my KJV. Let's look at it. Let's see the original translation in the book of KJV. Well, not the original, original. I'm just saying, let's look at how KJV uh, presented. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Did you see that? The law of the Lord, which is what God said to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter 1. When you go to the book of Deuteronomy, you will see that, write my law on your heart. God specifically gave all this instruction to the Israelites that I want my law to be written. 
Where? In your heart. How can we write the law of the Lord in our heart? Is by looking diligently day and night into the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Now, when you look at the word converting, that shows if your soul is going in the wrong direction and then you begin to look at the law of the Lord, you begin to embrace the law of the Lord, it is going to convert your soul in the right direction. Why the word of God? Simple. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Let's go further in that same psalm. It says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That's another word for the law of the Lord, the testimony. See, the book of uh, Old Testament and New Testament are also called God's testimony, New Testimony and Old Testimony. I remember one young chap when my wife was... Uh, uh, she gathered children into camp and teach them the word of God. And we were asking some questions. I can't recollect the question she asked. And the boy said, old testimony and new testimony. And everybody laughed. But he was correct. He just referred to what the Bible says. But because we have no knowledge, everybody was laughing. But she, he, the boy was correct. He was absolutely right. Old testimony, new testimony. The word of God says the testimony of the Lord is sure. Now, what can you say when something is sure? It's just sure. It's sure. It's absolute. It's the... Uh, 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 Absolute, absolute is the infinity, is the authentic, is sure, making wise the simple. Let's look at another form. It says, the status of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Why the word of God? This is the answer. I'm giving you the answer. Let the word of God or Christ dwell in you richly. Why? Because the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The status of the Lord's are right. Rejoicing the heart. Let's look at another dimension. It says the commandment of the Lord is pure. It's not diluted. It's pure. Pure. We have pure virgin olive oil. We have mixed virgin olive oil. We have mixed uh, uh, crop on the on the soil. But when something is pure, it's telling you it's not mixed. It's pure. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Remember last week I was showing us in the book of John, it says, Inside the word of God, we have the life. Inside the life, we have the light. And the light shineth, and darkness cannot comprehend. So, what do you think? That without the word of God, can you have the life? Can you have the light? Can the light then shine? And darkness cannot comprehend? I think not. Au revoir, hasta la vista, comme tapetu. Why the word of God? Because the commandment of the Lord, which is also the word of God, is pure, enlightening the eyes. Illumination is only going to come by the word of God. Enlightenment will come by the word of God. When we have the word of God, we cannot be a novice. God didn't want us to be a novice. He wants us to be enlightened. So how are we going to have the enlightenment that God has already made provision for? Go into the word of God because the commandment of the Lord is pure. And enlightening the eyes. So your eyes will see what God wants you to see. Not just seeing anything. Praise the Lord, people of God. This is why the word of God is the absolute, is the ultimate. Why the word of God? Why must the word of God dwell in me richly? The commandment, the word of the Lord is poor, pure, and is going to enlighten my eyes. So it's not that, 
Oh, I need a miracle for my eyes to be open. Oh, Father, open my eyes. Oh, Jesus, open my eyes. Lord of so, 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 open my eyes. Lord of so, 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 Lord of the mountain, Lord of the valley, Lord of the hill, Lord of the whatever. Open my eyes. So, 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 no. The commandment of the Lord is pure. So when you begin to feed with your eyes on the commandment of the Lord, the Bible says is going to give enlightenment to the eyes. This is where we're supposed to sing. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. Not because, yes, God separated the Red Sea and we see the water rushing. Oh, praise the Lord for the work of your hand. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. No, 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 no. Look, all that is good. They are magnificent. But the ultimate of the ultimate, the first class of the ultimate is that the commandment of the Lord is pure and light. Lightning the eyes. Let's go back again. Let's see from the beginning. Verse 7. He says, The law. I'm reading Psalm 19 from verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Now, one of the things that has been presented to us according to the world standard is that the law put in bondage. Is it how they do this? Is how they do it. Abi Funke, this is how they do it. Invited comma, or what do you call it? Uh-huh. Quote and unquote. Which one is this one? Okay, that you do two and like this. Okay. Okay. And Senator, if you are laughing there, I'm coming for you. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. So, this word of God is saying the law of the Lord is perfect. So it's not the Lord that puts you in bondage. It's not the Lord that subjugate or subdue you. It's not the Lord that ridicule. It's not the Lord that, that puts you under. He says the law of the Lord is perfect. Perfect. Perfection. Tell me what you can relate to on the heart that is perfect. Nothing. Yes, this building, you can say, wow, this building is perfect today. Then somebody else will build something that is more better than that. And then all eyes is going to turn to the new one. Yeah, this marriage at ah, the entrance is perfect. Then somebody, the following Saturday, will do another marriage and the entrance is better than the first one. But in the case of the word of God, <laughs> hey, it is perfect perfect. There is nothing that can override. There is nothing that can overrule. There is nothing that can prevail. There is nothing that can uh, go ahead of the word of God and subdue and make it look like it's only relevant for uh, the perfection is of yesterday and not today. Sister Bimbola, Merry New Sunday, Merry New Month to you and the entire household. In fact, once we are done, call me. Yeah, that's that's it. I've been thinking about you for a few days. I don't know why. No, I know why. But once we are done, call me. Uh, yes, uh, where am I now? I forgot him, Funke. Please help me. Ah. Sister Bimbola, see what you have caused now. Yeah, you cannot, thank you, you cannot overrule. Nothing can overrule. It's not that it's relevant this Sunday or this Saturday as wedding like we see today. I, I Something popped up on my feed and I saw this uh, wedding, uh, best African wedding entrance. And I said, okay, let's have a look. The way the young chaps were dancing in, they picked some of the best in Africa. And when I look at the date, they were the 2020. And then the same person that did 2020 is now picking 2021. 
and the same person that picked 2021 is now picking 2022. So which one is really the best? You will see that 2020 is obsolete now. 2021 is obsolete. But by next year, 2022 too will be what? Absolute. But the word of God is still relevant. 2022, praise God. 2023, praise God. 2024, to eternal until there is no more. How did I know that? Let's go to the book of Matthew. We have 10 seconds. We're still going to come back. We're going to come back to, to uh, this psalm. I love this psalm, Psalm 19. And the way the psalm even started is amazing. Let's go quickly go to uh, Matthew 24. Matthew 24. You see, this Matthew 24 is a book that every child of God should be reading. Every child of God should read day by day. It will keep you in, 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 in uh, uh, know-how of the mind of God for everyday living. For all the signs and the, the things we see day by day, this place will keep you uh, fresh. That yes, once we see this here, yeah, this is the next thing that is coming. Then I know. So that you cannot be tossed here and there. Let's quickly go to Matthew 24. And we're going to look at verse 35, I think. Is it from 35? Or should we start from 34? Let's start from 34. We have 10 more seconds. Please bear with me. Matthew 24. From verse 30, let's start from verse 34, 34, and we go to 35. It says, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation by no means will pass away. Now, hear this, please, I beg of you. Assuredly, this is Jesus speaking. He says, what I'm telling you is a sure banker. That this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. So he's talking about some specific things that is going to happen before the passing away of this generation. Now, by the time we now get to 35, see the conclusion of the matter here. Jesus also made it known. Heaven and earth will pass away. Don't forget the Bible says we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. So this heaven and the earth is going to be what? Au revoir hasta la vista common tapetu is going to pass away. He says, but this is my wife's favorite uh, uh, word in the scripture. He says, but my word will by no means pass away, which now authenticates the book of Psalm. Let's go back. Let's go back. The book of Psalm. Psalm, 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 Psalm 19. Psalm 19. And let's start from that 7 again. Psalm 19 from verse 7. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The law the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the st simple. The status of the Lord are right, rejoicing the earth. Now, this is our, our point now. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Now, look at the statement there. Enlightening, continuous. So, when the word of God is saying that heaven and earth will pass, but my word... My word, my word, my word. So what are we meant to hold on to? The word that can never pass. The word that will keep giving the enlightenment. The word that will keep converting the soul. The word that will make the hearts to rejoice. The word that will make the wise to be simple. This is the conclusion of the matter. But one more. Let's go. The word of God. You see, there is something also that I saw in the book of Timothy. Let's go to Timothy. Uh, yeah. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the mighty God. So when we say God is the mighty one, then his word is also what? Mighty. His word is powerful. We're going to see it too in the next 10 seconds. But let's quickly go to Timothy. This is Paul charging Timothy or encouraging Timothy, the son in the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 2. And I'm reading from verse 8. He's telling Timothy his son in the Lord. 
Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David, 2 Timothy from verse uh, 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 8, 2 Timothy 2 from verse 8, is saying, remember Timothy, I'm putting that there. That is what we call reading between the lines. He says, remember Timothy, that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead. According to my gospel. Now, when you look at the word according to my gospel, is according to the word of God. When you look at the gospel, the gospel is not about me. It's not about anything. It's about the reconciliation. It's about God opening his heart in a form of uh, an event on the face of the earth that for you to come back to me, Preach this message, the event that has happened on the face of the earth. And that is that Christ Jesus came in the flesh, which we see in the book of John chapter 1, that the word became flesh and dwell among us. Eventually, the Jesus was crucified, but to God be the glory, resurrection also occurred. So the crucifixion was not the end of Christ Jesus. It was the resurrection that gave us the hope that yes, in death, we are power. We have power over death and, and that of grave because we see Christ conquering the death and grave and he, and he resurrected from the power of grave and that of death. So the same way is going to happen to us. But how? We have to keep declaring the word of God in form of the gospel. Paul is now saying to Timothy, he says, remember what I preach. But I did not preach any other message. I did not preach any word. I preached the word of Christ Jesus. I preached the message of Christ Jesus. This is why Colossians also established that let the word of Christ dwell in you. How? Richly. Now, what is he saying? He says, for which I suffer trouble as an even evil doer, even unto the point of chain that while I was establishing the word of God and preaching the word of God, I suffer so much trouble as an evil doer, but I didn't do anything evil, but I suffer so much as an evil doer that I've been treated like somebody that has done evil to the point that I was chained. Now, hear this. Hear this. Drum roll, everybody. Drum roll. But the word of God is not chained. So why the word of God? Because the word of God can never be chained. Yes, as a man, I can be chained. I can chain my dog. The, the government can put an embargo on a house. That's chaining. Recently, what is happening in Russia and Ukraine, we see that the government of nations began to change some of the properties of uh, 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 Kremlin. What do they call those people? Russia, yeah, Krem. They call them. <laughs> I want to use the word. Kremlin. Yeah, Kremlin. The power that be. That's the meaning. So, they were chaining some of their properties here and there by putting an embargo, government authority that no-go area. Chain this property, chain this boat, chain this house, chain that. So, but the word of God on the face of the earth, there is no government on the face of the earth that has the power to chain the word of God. A young man smuggled Bible to a certain nation. And eventually they catch the young man because he smuggled Bible into the nation, converting people through the word of God. And they catch him. So eventually they kill him. And the wife said, what my husband will want is to continue this work. And he began to, she began to do the same. You know, the same set of people that catch the husband eventually got hold of the Bible. And you know what happened? They, were, they became Saul on the way to Damascus. And they gave their life too. Isn't that amazing? That tells you that the word of God cannot be changed. Many, many years ago, an emperor says, gather all the Bible on the surface of the earth and let us use it as a bonfire day. 
and they gather all the scripture and they burn it. And that emperor died. And another emperor came on the face of the earth. And the new emperor somehow got hold of the Bible and he was converted. How? Don't ask me. I don't know. So, and by the time this emperor was converted, the emperor says, the old house of the old emperor, the one that died before this new one came, they should use that house as a printing press to be printing the Bible. Now tell me, Paul says, I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto the point of chains. But, yes, I can be chained, but the word of God can never be chained. The word of God is not chained. The word of God is not bound. A man can be bound. A man can be put in prison. But the word of God can never be in prison, can never be bound. People of God. Why the word of God? The answer is the word of God cannot be bound. Cannot be chained. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. These are the great Ness of God that we see day by day on the face of the earth in terms of the word of God. Why the word of God? Everything answer to the word of God. Let's go to the book of Hebrew. We have 10 more seconds and we're going to be done. Hebrews. The book of Hebrews chapter 4. What did he say? To establish that the word of God cannot be bound. Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to start reading from verse 11. Hebrews 4, 11. Hebrews 4, 11. Hebrews 4, 11. Let's start from verse 11. 11. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 11. Are you there? Let's read. It says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anyone fail according to the same example of disobedience. For, hear this. Now, see how he started in this verse. He says, let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest. He says, that rest. He's talking of a specific rest. See, this is what we get when we enter completely into the word of God. He's going to give us the rest of God. When we enter, we saw in the book of Psalm, which we're going to go back in the next 10 seconds. It says, let us therefore be diligent. Now, he's, he's asking and, 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 and uh, 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 charging us to be diligent to enter that rest. A specific rest is, is referring to, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Now, he's saying according to the same example of disobedience. The example of disobedience are the children of Israel. When they disobey the word of God, we see that they fall. Lest anyone fall according to the same example. is referring to a specific example, some specific example of the children of God when they disobey how they fall. Now, he says, for the word of God is living. Praise the Lord. This is where we need to be shouting and rejoicing and dancing in the presence of God. He says, for the word of God is living, 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 living. The word of God is living. It's alive. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Jesus is alive forever. He's alive. Amen. He didn't say the word of God lived is living so continuously the word of god is living and what is next and powerful hey why the word of god because the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit sword cannot do that division of soul and spirit soul can only sword can only kill the body and that's it soul can divide the body that's it but soul cannot divide the spirit and soul sword cannot do that but the bible says the word of god that can never be chained 
is powerful, is living and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the earth. Now, when you add verse 13, it says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him. But he started by saying the word of God is living. But by the time we come to the end of that verse, which is verse 13, and there is no creature hidden from him, his sight. So the word of God have eyes. His sight. Hidden from his sight. But all things are naked. So he can see everything naked. There is nothing hidden. He can see everything naked and open to the eyes of him. To whom we must give what? Account. I don't know if I will continue one more series on this. But I think where we are now, I should do one more. But I don't know yet. This is my uh, heart now because I want to go somewhere else. But now let's quickly go back to the book of Psalm and we are done for the day. Why the word of God? Let's conclude in the book of Psalm. Psalm 19. Psalm 19, Psalm 19, Psalm 19. To God be the glory for the revelation of the word of God that we are seeing and enjoying. Psalm 19. Let's start again from verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The status of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. What do you then need when anybody asks you why the word of you know what we will do one more and the one more we're going to do we're going to be dwelling in the book of psalm 119 looking at how the word of god is being presented in different version why the word of god why the word of god why the word of god to God be the glory. And this is where I am going to beg each and every one of you. Do not live by secondhand information about the word of God. Give yourself to the word by yourself. What God said, let's, you know what? Let's go to Joshua and we, will, we are done. Let's go to Joshua. The book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Let's start from the beginning. After the death of Moses, Joshua chapter 1 now, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness of and this Lebanon, and as far great river of blah, 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 all the land of blah, 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 blah. Now, let's start again from verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I saw to their father to give to them. Only be strong and be courageous that you may observe. Now, he asked him, verse 7, he's asking Joshua to be strong and be courageous and to, because you need to observe, to do according. Did you hear that? To do according to. To all the law which Moses, my servant, command you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book is talking of a specific book, which is the book of the law. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do. See, apart from meditation, observe to do. Observe to do according to all is written. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. I want to be successful. 
but I'm not talking in terms of the world definition of success. I'm talking in terms of God definition of success is by the word of God and nothing else. By the word and nothing. And that's why going back to the book of Joshua, uh, sorry, I said Joshua, the book of Psalm. Let's read this together now. Let's read Psalm 19 again together from verse 7. Psalm 19 from verse 7. Three go. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The status of the Lord are right. Rejoicing they are. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you why the word of God, because of these three main factors that you have seen here. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The status of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. For, sorry, commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And you see that the word of God cannot be chained. You see that the word of God is powerful. You see that the word of God is alive or is living. And in the book of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why the Word of God, everybody? All the answers has been presented to you. And I beg of you to begin to run with these answers. So next week, we're going to look at two or three more answers. There are, I can't say, ten uh, uh, answers so why the word of God? I'm not going to say such thing because the word of God is the ultimate. So there are no 10 ways as the answer. There are no 15 ways. There are no 101 way. It's just the word of God is ultimate and nothing else. The kind of power that we see, the Bible says, is sent forth his word and heal. Tell me what can be sent and, be, and it will heal if not the word of God. Doctors can be sent to a dying man or a sick man. That doesn't mean he's going to be healed. And that doesn't mean he's not going to die. But the Bible says he sent forth his word. And don't forget, heaven and earth will pass. But the word of God cannot pass. It's established. It's relevant today. It's relevant tomorrow. It's relevant every day. As long as it's today. People of God, I want to leave you in the hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being a partaker. And I pray that you will be able to run with the Word of God. I pray that you will embrace the Word of God. I pray that John, I said John, uh, Colossians 3.16, let the Word of Christ dwell in you. How? Richly. We will have that ultimate understanding. That is all about the word of God and nothing else. People of God, once again, thank you for being a partaker wherever you have joined us from. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Till we come your way next Sunday, keep standing in the Lord. Keep running in the Lord. Keep everything in the word. Everything answer to the word. Why the word of God? Because it is the ultimate and nothing else. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you.